You have 24 Minutes, the podcast from 24-Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. Is your business or organization ready for a nighttime cyber attack? Because it's going to happen. Today, we spend 24 minutes with David Solomon of CyVault. Whether you are with an airline, a hospital, an opera company, or the small standalone pizza shop on the corner, if you manage your business with online data, sooner or later, your internet security will get breached at night. On that note, here's 24 Minutes with David Solomon. Cyvault is a cyber defense company. Now, everybody goes, what's cyber defense? Cybersecurity is, you know, all those software that you've installed on your computer, the antivirus, virtual private networks, all the rest of that stuff. But cyber defense, what it is, is the strategy, the execution, the management of all that stuff that you put in place in order to respond and defend from cyber attacks. So we that's the kind of company we are. We created that entire ecosystem that permits you to sleep well at night, or in your case, the morning, since you guys are all the Nighthawks, uh, to sleep well, knowing that your organization is totally defended from cyber attacks. We met at the Smart City USA Expo in Miami, and I talked with you and one of the co-founders of CyVault. And uh, because 24-Hour Nation's focus is the nighttime economy and nighttime culture and the industries in our cities and the, the things that happen between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m., I was intrigued to discover where our interests overlap between 24-Hour Nation and CyVault. And from that conversation, I recall that there was some uh, sense that nighttime is prime time for mm-hmm. cyber attacks and information technology challenges and that kind of thing. So talk, talk to me about that. Why the night? Well, the night is the best time because so many people, it's their guard is down. So let, let's talk about a lot of the nine to five businesses, right? What are they doing from five to nine? Mm-hmm. They're, uh, supposedly they're monitored, supposedly. Not really. Right. The nighttime is also the best time because you're also there's the traffic is different. Okay. The the security, the heightened security is different. You know, like let's think of a night guard, right? No, no offense to our friends at the night guards, right? They're yeah, sort of watching not so attentively, blah blah blah. So for organizations for these hackers, the middle of the night's the best time because that's when the guard is down for the majority of businesses that tend to be those daytime businesses. Doesn't mean the nighttime businesses aren't impacted. Right. Is it still prime time? But keep in mind that a cyber attack is a minute in time. The actual a- attempted to go after you is a 24-7, 365 operation. So right. That's right. really what's so even daytime businesses, what you're saying, when it, come, when it comes to cyber attack, daytime businesses are nighttime businesses. They need to be a little bit more awake to what can happen at night and not just trust that Sam is paying attention and he's got a cell phone activated to see if anything shows up on the dashboard, right? There you go. Okay. Now, these are weird times on the web. We have data harvesting. It may not seem unfriendly in the sense of kind of a nefarious conspiracy coming from another place. It may be opportunistic in ways that still leave our businesses and organization systems vulnerable, though, correct? Data harvesting. We're not talking about somebody that's going in in a malicious reason, but somebody other than they're trying to get your goods so that they can best you, right? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a personal story that I share with a lot of people. When I was a teenager, I was mugged. 
the, the mugger took 20 bucks off. Whatever reason, call it for whatever it is. Welcome to the world of cyber uh, hacking. You know, the hackers are not necessarily looking for a dollar amount. They're looking for something of value that they can steal from you, that they can turn around and monetize. So if you have, if you're a, a health clinic, right, regardless of how, when you're open, you, that patient data is worth a lot of money. If you have, you know, social security numbers, credit card numbers, any pertinent information that's sellable. Right. Man, oh man, that is unbelievable. Now, we're talking about hackers from a you know, purely criminal gang mindset. Right. But I hate to say this, but there are political entities, and we've seen it here because that's cyber. No. Watch, well, hold on. I'm, I'm not accusing any government <laughs> right now. But you know, here at Cyball, we have an automated system that learns from all kinds of cyber attacks. Not the ones that necessarily hit our clients or tries to hit our clients, I should say, but goes around globally. And of course, our general our enemies, and we all share the same common enemies, unfortunately, in the world, those are they're actually arming criminals to go after us to find valuable information. So even if it's not sellable, it's something that they can use for political gain. Uh, going after you. So unfortunately. No one's immune. So it's either the criminal, criminal, the pure criminal gang or the pure, pure political gang, if you will. But so when you say it's uh, a nefarious, oh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's ugly. OK, one. Well, so so let me just uh, ask uh, another question here based on this particular topic. So when um, uh, how does it has to be changing all the time? The attacks have to be changing all the time. They're changing up their plans all the time. We've got groups and positioned in basements around the world figuring out new ways to come at it. Then how does Cyvault keep up? Well, that's a great question. Unfortunately, a lot of SMBs haven't taken cybersecurity or cyber defense uh, seriously at all. So the criminals don't have to change the methods. They're going after SMBs as you know, little businesses, as much as they're going after enterprise, as much as they're going after organizations, infrastructure, there is no limit. So there are thousands, tens of thousands of businesses that have yet to be a hit. They're on their way to hitting you without even having to change a tactic. However, as you said, there's a constant evolution of the tendencies, the trends, the attack methodologies, and whatever. We have a phenomenal cyber defense operations center here. It's totally automated. It, it learns. It has artificial intelligence, machine learning. It's watching what goes on in the world. It's learning from tendencies. It's learning from attacks. A few weeks ago, Iran launched a series of attacks. They attempted to see what they could do with it and what have you. Now, none of our clients, none of, nobody I know was hit by it, but our machine went, oh, wait, here's a new thingy. Here's a new thingy. Let's adapt it. Let's learn. Let's figure it out. Now, machines are only so good. Right. You can only go so far. And that's why we have a team of cyber experts here on staff that if something breaks through, our experts will know what to do. And the key is containment. Okay. And, and I, I really want to stress this. And I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to get a little. Tell me about that. Little, no, let's go there. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's look, everybody's going to get breached. I'm sorry, folks. It's like you're all going to get, you know, the same way we're all going to get scratched and hurt, we're going to get breached. The difference is, what do you do when? And so when you have a tendency like this and there is a, an attack and it could be an unknown attack, um, the idea is to contain so that it doesn't spread. And where a lot of what you currently have on the software, it doesn't work like that. It, it only knows what it knows. It can't learn. 
you need something like what we have. And again, I'm not here to sell or promote Cyval, but I'm just saying in general, you need that additional layer of defense so we will know to be proactive and know how to react when and if there is this kind of attack. So, yeah, unfortunately, this is the, the if you ever see the movie, um, Catch Me If You Can, yeah. great movie, by the way, Leonardo DiCaprio is always ahead of Tom Hanks. That's the cyber world. So we're always learning and trying to adapt and trying to go, you know, stay forward. The other thing that is really cool is that these there are these ethical hackers that are actually there, they like these games that they try. We have people, you know, the white hatted folks who are gonna uh, are gonna change the world, kind of attacks, you know, in order to learn and to see what to do. So this is an ongoing process. You we can't sleep. It's like twenty four hour nation, cyber doesn't sleep. Okay. Well, and there have been some notable examples lately of some system disruptions of a variety of sizes of organizations and entities. Uh, I know on even on your LinkedIn page, you reference at one point the uh, Yuma Regional Medical Center. That was an attack that took place and medical data was obtained. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. Again, anything that is valuable, patient data, that's valuable. And then recently, I think the Metropolitan Opera, which is the one that kind of made me sit up and take notes, suddenly their entire system got shut down, the subscriber information, all of that. And then in Dallas County, in Texas, where I live, the Dallas County Appraisal District, the place that keeps track of all home values, got a malware attack. And they're still trying to recover from that. How common is this? Very. Uh, The town right next to me here, Town of Westmount, an affluent, one of the most affluent towns here in the Montreal area, got attacked. This is a known thing that's going, people don't even realize it. What's what's cool, and again, I spent 12 years in media, so I'm going to tell you that when there is a story about a corner store, right? nobody cares. I hate right. to say it. It's, it goes by the wayside. You might find it in your local paper. But if you're talking about the Dallas Morning News, you're going to go look at any newspaper. Eh, those stories don't make it in. Only the big names make it. Mm. So we believe that names like ah, the Metropolitan Opera or like whatever, that's a name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bank, uh, whatever. But how about if I told you that the majority of attacks have been on SMBs and they don't mm. get re- and now the U.S. government is trying to ensure that we all, not only the U.S., but also the Canadian government, that if there is an attack, that we must you know, publicize that, that there was an attack because you never know what, what's involved here. The fear is – look, the fear is simple. I don't want a lawsuit. My reputation is going to get killed. Right. What the financial repercussions are going to be. And so, you know, look uh, – it's sometimes it could be that the system is screwy. They did an upgrade and it screwed up the system. Right. And sometimes it's a real attempted attack. And what happened in Dallas County is not uncommon. And I would be screaming and yelling at my city councilors, my, you know, my, uh, my, my Congress people, uh, senators, you name it, every layer of government. Guys, you need to secure our data, but you need to help us secure our data because it's, ridiculous that there is uh it's 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 too much of a wild west scenario right now and you're telling me though that there is no recording reporting there is no reporting mechanism required right now for small businesses in the states or in canada to say i was attacked so there's nobody documenting that capturing that information so it can gather not the yet. intelligence of that not yet it's not essential there are organizations that are doing it. The large, like publicly traded companies will do it right, because they have right. a choice. Small businesses, 
we'll try to bury it. I mean, if you have a law firm or an accounting firm, I would ask them, you know, have, have they been attacked? And I, I, no, I'm not trying to stir up, you know, grief. But the reality is, if they were attacked and they never told you, that's a problem. Especially if important personal data got grabbed out of us. Can you tell us of a couple of other stories where the costs of recovery or the costs of containment, perhaps, if there was ever recovery, were more expensive than actually <laughs> being prepared? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. Here, here's the, the crazy thing. is, And we tell this to companies all the time. If you get cyber insurance and you get cy- proper cyber defense, you know, depending on the size of your company, it's a few thousand dollars a year. Getting hacked on average, if it's a successful breach and it really went through your system, you're looking at 287 days to recover from it. Uh-huh. You, you tell me what that cost is going to be. That's just the recovery. That doesn't include lawsuits. That doesn't include financial losses in case there's ransomware. There is no, you know, it does not include all the IT, additional IT that you needed to invest in. All the, the amount could be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for small business to the millions and millions of dollars to mid to large businesses. And I'll tell you, a lot of companies we've heard have gone bankrupt. They just simply closed their doors. They just didn't even bother anymore. Um, it's not saying that every company or every organization is going to go down that road. But the difference in investing in, on one hand, the right cyber defense, cyber insurance, and I'm not an insurance peddler, I'm not okay. going to peddle it, but you need that to protect your businesses, okay? It's a layer of cost. I understand that. But if, God forbid, you do get hacked, they are going to cover your financial losses to such an extent it's well worth the, the, the investment. But if you don't put that all into case, no cyber defense and no cyber insurance, it could basically ruin you. Okay. And yeah, I have to be honest with you. I'd never heard of cyber insurance until you just mentioned it right now. So that's uh, something that someone presents as a product and you can purchase it. And they probably range the cost based upon your risk, right? Correct. Absolutely. And your exposure, the amount of equipment and so on and so forth. But if you are not sure and you are a company that deals in trans, especially transactional businesses, financial mm-hmm. insurance company hasn't talked to you about this. I'd be scratching my head right about now. Okay. And that would even apply. I mean, I'm sure some of the large like national restaurant chains or some of the movie theater chains all probably have this kind of thing in place. But some of the mom and pops or places that just have six or seven locations may not have this front of mind. And the message here is it's going to happen. You know what? I'm going to tell you, it's the scary part is that the the, the criminals are not looking at saying, I'm going to attack ABC today. No, no, no. They run these automated programs. They're just... Blitz in the market, basically throwing, excuse me, crap on the wall and whatever sure. sticks is right. And if it's a chain of six restaurants, a small dental clinic, whatever they can monetize. And you could sit there today and say, but I've never had anything happen to me. I'm fine. Problem is you don't know that because they could be sitting and waiting, watching your computers. You're doing things and you have no idea. They're just waiting for the opportune moment to, to pounce. Okay. Okay. And so this actually segues nicely into my next kind of question. You know, I doubt that, for example, a downtown alliance for the city of Denver or they got the resources like the Department of Navy or a, a, a chain of coffee shops in, in Pittsburgh or the San Francisco Ballet. They may not have the kind of budget or the leadership, volunteer leadership in a nonprofit organization to say, well, this is important, even though half of those people probably run businesses where they do have the insurance. 
so those folks that can't quite get to the, I need to get cyber insurance, I need to get covered, I need to be prepared. What what are the biggest other steps they need to be mindful of if they can't take care of insurance and they're and they're and Sam looks at his cell phone overnight to just make sure nothing's happened. Well, for starters, you know, cyber defense is now affordable for all size companies. It's just unfortunately in in a recessionary economy. Um, and I get it we're, we're, you know, it's tough. And now, you know, you're saying, David, you're just adding another layer of cost to our business. I can't pass this down to my customers. I can't continue to incur rising costs. The problem is you don't and you'll get hacked. Now what? Uh. Okay. So, you know, you're right that in the past, this was unaffordable because I had to hire people. I had to do all this investment in technology, and it's really gotten to be smooth and clean. Cyber insurance, look, that's the same thing. You got to look at it and say, look, uh, shop around. I mean, there, there, it is affordable. It isn't absurd yet. Okay. So I would do that. But simple things. One, please change your password. Pass- <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> is, you know, if you ever saw the movie Spaceballs, it's what an idiot puts on his luggage. That's exactly what you're doing. The, I, I posted this on my LinkedIn last week. You know, the top five most common passwords, which would include guest, one, two, three, four, five, you know, and what have you. You cannot, by any stretch of the imagination, expect to be secure. The hackers will get through your password before you can blink your eye, with, if it's simple. And I understand it's a pain in the butt, but if you don't do it, it's like you've, you know, like I put a beautiful alarm system in my house, but I left the front door open. (laughs) Like, please walk in. So first things first, please change your passwords to something a little bit more complex. Um, The second thing that I would certainly do is watch your emails, watch your text messages. I mean, I am constantly barraged with people who try to, all right. Hey, David, congratulations. The Internal Revenue Service wants to give you a refund. I'm in Canada. The IRS has nothing to do in Canada. That's my favorite. Um, you know, so um, so 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 the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that if before you open up an email, before you open up a text, if you don't recognize it, stop. Please stop. Take your time. Look at the email address. Does it make sense? Uh, the second thing is look at the no, phone number. If you don't recognize it there's a chance that it's somebody trying to hack you so take the time and this is simple everyday stuff we can put in place tomorrow morning just take the time so passwords and be a little bit more aware okay okay and i i saw um on another podcast you were interviewed uh, about social media and social media um kind of helping breach privacy and there's a lot of chatter right now about TikTok and who knows what the hell is going on with Twitter right now. Talk to us about organizational and agency security based upon individuals and their access to social media. I got to tell you that uh, I'll give you a really scary story. Um, human resource companies, you know, recruitment firms, they're constantly getting you know, CVs and, and 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 people sending their resumes and everything is wonderful and dandy. And the biggest thing is today is, you know, LinkedIn, using LinkedIn to get that information. Well, the hackers got smart, created fake accounts, put a little bit of a little malware on there. And as soon as you click or you download, boom, you're not, you're nailed. 
And so this is like, this is Microsoft who owns LinkedIn. Um, great, but they're not securing you. Mm. So we have to be really vigilant. And in this case, this is where the right security controls, the right you know, software installed locally to watch out for these attempts or these attacks or these little, little screwy computer programs, you got to do it. TikTok is a dangerous thing in terms of tracking. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of questions about spying, um, getting information off your phone, getting off. You know, um, I, I cannot comment enough about be really vigilant about stuff like, like China, unfortunately, is spying. It's known. They're, they haven't hidden it. They're, they, they're one of the major attackers that we see on our systems. Um I would be really weary of using a business computer to do social media. I would like to limit that. But because we work from home and because, you know, we're logging in and we're using our home computers to do all these things, uh, you got, if, if you're going to let your employees play on Facebook and all the rest of the social media, you need to have the right protection at the other end on you. Otherwise, they're going, it's going to creep in and you're, you're going to be in trouble. Okay, that's very important because I suspect most people don't think about that. I am speaking with David Solomon. He's the director of sales and business development for CyVault. You can learn more about CyVault at C-Y-V-A-U-L-T dot I-O. And you also gave a contact email address. Why do you want that to be, David? Yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, it's solutions. That's with an S, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S at CyVault.io. And yes, it is dot I-O. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I had one other question I was going to ask you. We've actually already uh, addressed it about uh, between the big agency and little business and somebody has got an IT department and somebody just has Fred who knows how to code. And uh, if a a competitor wants to get the upper hand, regardless, what are the important things any business organization or agency wants to do? You've already said, change your password. I'm going to give you you one more little thing. I just want to tell you, you know what? You look, I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you have an ID department and you have somebody there, please, they are, unfortunately, IT people are not cyber experts. They're wonderful people. They're going to help you do whatever you need to your computer, your software, whatever. They're not cyber experts. Don't ask them to train you. Don't ask them to do, you know, too much. You need a cyber expert to come in and help you. But really, ask your IT person. Am I secure? Do I have the latest updates? Do I have the latest security controls? Do I have everything I need on my computer? That's not going to cost you. You've already invested in the software. Just make sure everything is totally up to date. You have the latest, you have the greatest. And if your IT person has a question that is not sure, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to answer any other questions. And there it is. This has been Season 2, Episode 1 of 24 Minutes from 24 Hour Nation. Visit us at 24hournation.com and follow us on social media at 24 Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. 